Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Let's turn in our Bibles if you have a hard copy. If not, you can look up here on the screen. Um, Romans 13, verse 6. Romans 13, verse 6. We're going to continue where we left off last week. We were talking about respecting and honoring uh, governing authorities. All authority comes from God. Even some of the craziest authority you've ever dealt with, even if it was obnoxious or hurtful, God has allowed them or placed them in those positions. Um, we know that according to Scripture in the book of Daniel, uh, Daniel spoke to Nebuchadnezzar, the high king of Babylon. And he said, well, Nebuchadnezzar, he said, God puts the lowest and worst of men in great positions. That's what Daniel told him. The King James Version says the basest of men. The lowest of people sometimes are placed in positions, but still God put them there. We don't understand his reasoning. We don't know why, but there they are. So we've got to honor authority. Um, you don't have to like all authority, but treat them with respect. Sometimes they're going to irritate you, but you, you behave accordingly as a believer. So now we're to this verse, 13.6, after saying all that, <laughs> the Apostle Paul says, oh, and by the way, pay your taxes too for these same reasons. Oh, boy, yay, hooray. For government workers need to be paid. They're serving God in what they do as a whole, generally speaking, right? Wow. Give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them. And give respect and honor to those who are in what? Authority. Let's go to the beginning of that verse again, if you don't mind. Give to everyone what you owe them. I believe this covers lots of areas. I worked uh, as a collector for mm, four years, and I collected on high-interest loans. It's just the truth. I worked for loan sharks. I did. And I remember telling believers that would come in, hey, man, you can't go borrow the money from a neighbor or friend. This, I, I remember $100 had a 140% interest rate legally in New Mexico. A annual percentage rate. But there's, here's how they did it to where it didn't look so bad. You borrowed $100 in 1995 when I started. Uh, yes, 1995, June of 1995. And so... The second loan company I worked at, you borrowed $100, and the payback was $140. You say, well, that's just 40%. Well, the annual percentage rate was, I think it was actually closer to 179%. But you paid it off in four months, so you didn't go the full year. You borrowed $100, and you paid it back in four payments of 35 bucks. And some of you are looking at me like, are you kidding? No, it's serious. And there were those that had loans there, and they had loans everywhere. And it was just tough. And back then, we didn't, it, it was just, it was kind of just primeval. It was medieval. Just, we weren't even reporting to the credit bureaus yet and stuff, but people would owe different places, small loans, 100, 200. I remember a $500 loan, the payback was 680. So there it is. Well, anyway, I said all that to say, my name is Matthew, and I was a collector. It's my testimony. God has a sense of humor. And guess what my date of birth is? April 15th, 1976. I told the IRS one time on the phone, the guy must have been a big nerd like me. I said, he goes, what's your date of birth, sir? I said, April 15th, 1976. And he goes, really? I go, yes, I'm very patriotic. Tax day of our country's 200th anniversary year. So I, I was a collector. 
So anyway, I remember I would, I would go to collect, and man, you can't believe the stuff people would tell me. I still remember where I was sitting and what it looked like out the windows of Liberty Finance. I worked there the summer of 95, and I said, hey, um, I think I called him bro. I don't remember his name. I said, bro, why haven't you been, been in here to pay? It's been 60 days. You know what he said? You've heard this story. Some of you have. He said, my wife's been in labor. Did y'all catch, catch that? I said, for 60 days, bro? I said, that's got to be a Guinness Book of World Records for the universe. And he's like, oh, man, I know. But I mean, no, I mean, she's, she's been having a baby. You know what I mean? I said, I know, man, but you got to get into pay. I always befriended people and charmed them. But I remember calling one time, and, and, and the kiddo said, hello. And I said, is mom there? I said, no, she said she's not here. Because when the kid answers, usually you know. And then I had another kid answer one time and said, no, my, my mom's not here. I said, really? Why don't you go get her and I'll wait? Okay. And they come back and, you know, they're answering all exasperated, cussing at the kid, teaching them to lie. But they're answering the phone. And I said, well, that was pretty nifty, but when can you come see me? I even told people, I'll be by to pick it up. And I had people stand me up. Yeah, come by in an hour. They weren't there. The lights were out doors are closed. You got to give to everyone what you owe them. If you signed a contract, do your best to pay it, okay? I know there's bankruptcy laws and all of that now, but don't take out a loan with the intention of, I'm not going to pay it. This goes for taxes, loans. You borrowed money from family. I'm going to tell you right now, if you borrowed money from family, pay them back before you pay everybody else back. You got to live with them, all right? Pay to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them. Give respect and honor to those who are in authority. Let's go to the next verse. Owe nothing to anyone. Now that, that is a high and lofty aspiration for me and my wife as well. We want to get to the day once again where we are completely debt free. No mortgages, nothing. But owe nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another. Owe nothing to anyone. You could also take it as don't run behind. If you have the money to pay it, pay it. I know people go through hard times, but try not to owe anyone anything. Pay on time. Pay. Keep your word, except for your obligation to love one another. That's what you should owe people is your love. I remember years ago, I got into a discussion with my uncle because how many of you know when you're in your teens, you know everything? You remember those years? I was 18 or 19, and one of my theos was talking about something he's a man of God. I said, Theo, but scripture says don't owe anything to anyone. He said, let me tell you something, mijo. He said, if you don't have bills, you don't have nothing. <laughs> he told me. And I stood corrected because I was like, what am I doing trying to tell you? He's a pastor as well. And I was just, I look, at, look back years later, I'm, I'm lecturing him, and I've had many bills since. Hey, uncle, you know, we shouldn't owe anyone anything but love. People learn scripture and they're dangerous. They, they're swinging around the sword of the Spirit. It's like, put that down. You don't know how to use that. Resheath it. You don't know how to use that. You're going to cut somebody's arm off. Don't be swinging around the, the word if you don't know what you're talking about. I, I thank God for wisdom, trials, tribulations, and experience. But owe nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another. If you love your neighbor, I love this. If you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of God's law. Not all neighbors are easy to love, right? Some of them play loud music at night. You guys, some of you have great neighbors. Some of you have less than exemplary neighbors. But 
that just covers everyone, neighbors, people, whatever. We talked about this last week. Pray them out if you got to. God bless them. They can go sin somewhere else and play loud music and cuss and do whatever else they're doing, sell drugs. For the commandments say you must not commit adultery, you must not murder, you must not steal, you must not covet. These and other such commandments are summed up in this one commandment. This is great. Let's stay here for a minute. Love your neighbor as yourself. If I love you, I'm not going to steal from you intentionally. Right? I've seen believers tell me, oh, man, they, they, I got extra change at the grocery store. They made an error, man, in my favor, and they gave me an extra 20 bucks. And I said, you walked off and kept it? Then now their drawer's short. Guess whose salary that comes out of? They may not even be getting $20 an hour. Most likely they're not. So if you love somebody, you're not going to take their money. I've seen people, look, look at this, look at this story. There's a woman of God here in town, and this happened to her on a flight. True story. She told my wife about it years ago. She dropped her iPhone. This has been years ago. I don't know what iPhone it was, what number. She dropped her iPhone on a plane, and the tilt of the plane caused the iPhone to slide forward. I don't know if they were landing or what. And she saw it slide under the seat, and the guy in front of her, she saw him bend down and pick it up. And she said, can I have my, my phone back? And he's like, I don't have your phone. She better be glad. He better be glad it wasn't Mike Tyson sitting behind him because he got into a fight on a plane recently. But So she asked the flight attendant. The flight attendant said, sir, do you? he said, I didn't see her phone. I don't have her. I didn't pick up a phone. Is that love? No. No, it's not. Can you imagine? You, you're fulfilling the whole law and all the commandments, Jesus said, if you love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets, Jesus said, hang on this. Love your neighbor as yourself and love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and strength. And my, if you love God, you're going to love others and you're going to practice it. And I know loving the unlovely is a challenge, but you got to love your neighbor as yourself. You just practice love. You practice treating people right. You want to be loved? Then give love. You want favor? Give favor. You want to get chances and mercy? Give mercy and chances. All right? You want forgiveness? You give forgiveness as well. Let's move on. Love does no wrong to others, right? So love fulfills the requirements of God's law. That is beautiful. Let's keep going. This is all the more urgent, for you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wow, even more now, uh, even, even more so now, right? You guys, you guys watch the news lately or seen headlines and seen the deception and the lies and the perversion and the... Here's the new thing. Here's the new thing. And it's, it's actually old. Not, there's nothing new under the sun. But here's the new thing. This is just so crafty. Now, if you don't agree with someone living a transgender life, lifestyle, then you hate them. If you don't agree with homosexual marriage, same-sex marriage, then you hate them, and you're a hater. No, I'm going to tell you what, and I'm going to remind every believer listening tonight on this live stream for Facebook, whoever's going to listen to this, we don't have thousands of people listening, but I'm going to be faithful in, in a little. I'm going to tell you right now, for those in this house and those on the live stream, just because I don't agree with you doesn't mean I don't love you. But I don't have to agree with sin because God doesn't. And if he rides along in our truck with us and he manifests his presence with us, 
like Dad Brown was talking about a while ago, which he does, and he's with us all the time, but he manifests his presence in different ways and in different times. I'm telling you, he doesn't approve of it, then I don't approve of it. And people want to argue with you, just say, this is in the Bible, I believe it. Somebody told me years ago, said, no, but you got to have a better argument than that. I'm like, I don't have to have a better argument with that. It's in the Bible. Well, you're a hater. Well, we'll see who's a hater when you're trying to shut everything down because I don't agree with your beliefs. Can you imagine we tried to shut everything and everyone down because they weren't a believer? Now, you can boycott stuff. You can choose not to buy stuff. Go to stores. Do whatever you want to, whenever you want to, and support whichever companies you want to. But you have free choice in that, don't you? So why can't we have free choice in choosing what we support or agree with? It's amazing to me that it's free speech unless it goes against their beliefs. Mm, That's really strange to me. You're canceled if you speak the truth. You're canceled if you don't agree. And I'm going to tell you all this. I I don't think anybody in here did this, but if you have, you can repent. Same for you on the live stream. You're putting up a rainbow. I remember 2015, the, the, the Supreme Court did that whole thing about the states have to uh, uh, recognize same-sex marriage. Uh, Christians are going, oh, you, we should be able to love who we want to love. That sounds nice, but that's ridiculous. You know why? It's against God's law. I can't get past it. It's in the earlier part of Romans. It talks against stuff like that. Now, don't change your theology just because a relative is practicing a homosexual lifestyle. Don't change your your belief in God and what his word says just because maybe a child of yours is not living right. That doesn't mean God's word has changed. I don't know why I'm on this tonight, but I feel someone needs to hear it. I didn't change my belief in healing because my mom died at 65 of cancer. I don't modify my beliefs to my experience, to go along with my experience just because something happened to me. I don't understand everything, but I do understand this. God's word is true, and his word is eternal. Proverbs says, truth will stand the test of time, but lies will soon be exposed. You can expose people's lies just by looking at their lives. You know a, uh, you know a, a tree by its fruit. The ones that are forcing you for transgender and forcing, they'll lie and cheat, do anything, kill people. Make up stories, do anything to get you to believe that what they're doing is right. And here's another thing. I'm not going to ease people's consciences if they have chosen to live that lifestyle. I'm praying that you be saved. I love you, but I don't have to agree with it. I don't. I don't have to agree with that. I'm not going to create a scene. There's some new legislation now that they're talking about messing with people's tax-exempt status as churches. If they don't marry and recognize, you know, um, same-sex marriages. So I, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. I said, Pastor Matt, are, wait, are you, are you rocking the boat? Now it's recorded. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to marry same-sex individuals. I'm not putting my blessing on that. Why? Because God Almighty has not put his blessing on that. Jesus himself said, people say, Jesus never spoke against uh, gay marriage. Really? Jesus said, real simply, because he thought people had half a brain and they had some sense. Jesus said, from the beginning, God created the male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife. That sounds like marriage is for opposite sexes, isn't it? Jesus said it. It's amazing how people use scripture. Remember I was talking about that sword? They'll pull something out. 
had a pastor recently, and boy, I'm on a soapbox now, but here it is. This is all the more urgent, for you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up, for our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The return of Jesus is very close. I don't know if it's going to happen in our life, but it very well could. People say, well, they said that in the 60s. Well, I'm saying it now in 2023. Be ready. He's going to come like a thief in the night. Be ready. But there's a pastor's wife. I don't even know what she was talking about. She was talking, she was pro-choice or whatever. Jen showed me the video, and she said, well, the Bible talks about love more than, more than all that. I, I still don't know what she meant. Well, yes, he talks about love, but there's just the truth of the matter. And if we walk in love, we're going to do things that take care of others, take care of ourselves, honor God, okay? So this is all the more urgent, for you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up, for our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Just because people don't agree with the word doesn't make it untrue. God's word will stand the test of time. He has a track record in my life, your life. That's why you're here on a Wednesday night. And God is true, and God is right. Scripture says, let God be true, and every man a liar. The night is almost gone, Scripture says. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds. He's talking to believers. Do y'all see this? This epistle to the Romans, it's an epistle. It's, it's a letter written to people who have already accepted Jesus. He says, so remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of what? Right living. Wow. Speaking to believers, stop, stop living like the world. Look like a believer, act like a believer, talk like a believer. Because we belong to the day, we must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or in sexual what? Promiscuity and immoral living. Promiscuity means sleeping around with whoever. And immoral living or in quarreling and jealousy. He throws all those sins in there. Did y'all see that? Instead, I'm going to close here tonight. I'm going to close right here. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm. Yeah, that'll be the end of chapter 13, so that'll be perfect. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, and don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. Ooh, that'll shake you up, won't it? Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. One translation says, put on Christ. Put on Christ. Yeah, put on the full armor of God. Put on his ways. Um, According to scripture, Jesus has been made unto us righteousness and wisdom. All the wisdom of God rests in Jesus. The righteousness of God rests in Jesus. You as a believer have the power and capacity by God's grace to clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. Now, let me me sum up tonight with this. There's some strong stuff in there, but I'm going to tell you right now, my life proves it. I love people. I love gays, lesbians, transvestites, prostitutes, gigolos. I don't know if I've ever known a gigolo. You can look that up. I love people. I just love people. Why? Because they matter to God. And I take an interest in people. I care about their lives. But I will say this. Walk in love in everything you do, but stand for something. Approving and okaying everything doesn't mean you're walking in love necessarily. Now, you don't have to argue about everything. You don't have to bring it up all the time. I don't have to have a bullhorn and just say, I, you know, we're against this, we're against this. You don't, but you stand up for something. You stand up for right living. And God has put you in a place where you can be the light of the world. Jesus said that, right? He said, you are the light of the world. How? You're reflecting his light. So walk in love, but stand for something. Are you all with me?
Be an example as a believer. You're called to do so. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes tonight, or I'm never going to let y'all get out of here. Father, we thank you and praise your name, Lord. And I thank you for this moment. It's so important to me as a believer and a man of God is to make sure that our hearts are right with God. If there's anyone in this house or anyone on the live stream who would say, Pastor Matt, I have never accepted Jesus as my Savior. Never. Never made a public declaration of Jesus as my Lord. I don't know where I'd go if I died. If that's you tonight, please raise a hand and I'm going to pray with you and for you. We're going to accept Jesus. It's so very important. If you're on the live stream listening to it live or later on, if this is for you, I want you to pray this prayer with us. Say, Heavenly Father, everybody in the house, say, Heavenly Father, say, I believe. Say, I believe that God honors those who come to him humbly. Say this, say, apart from you, Lord, I'm a sinner. I need your help. I can't cleanse myself. Please forgive me and cleanse me. I can't do it without you. Say, I believe that Jesus died and rose again for my sin. And say, I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Say, Satan is not my Lord. This world is not my Lord. Say, Jesus is my Lord. Say, thank you for saving me. I believe in Jesus' name. Now let me pray for you tonight, people of God. Father, I thank you for your hand of grace and love and mercy, your promises. Be with us like you promised to. We know that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. Let us feel your presence. Let us feel your presence. Manifest yourself in our lives, at work, in our vehicle, when we come to church, when we go home, when we're in the shower. God, speak to your people. It's so important. We can't live without your word. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by, every, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We will live on and by and through and for your word and because of your word. Thank you, Father. I give you glory for your people. I speak the blessing of God over them tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.